0: And welcome to the So What of Our Faith podcast. My name is Moyo, and in this space, I discuss my experience navigating faith as a Gen Z believer from the mistakes I've made to the lessons I've learned, all in a bit to awaken, exalt, encourage, and comfort you. Hey, guys, Uh, boys and girls. Girls and boys, friends, fans, family members, foes, everyone. How are you guys doing? It's been so, so, so long since, you know, well, not so, so, so long. I feel like I'm just very, I'm naturally just a dramatic person. So it's not been so long, but I've missed you guys. Um, thank you to everyone who has been listening and sharing um, and just engaging with all the previous episodes that we've released this year from the one with only about, you know, marriage and the soft life to the one with Demi about beefs and baptisms and blessings within Christian communities. And the one um, I released last about, you know, the cycle of fear and how to truly break free from it. Um, it's, like I always say, very rewarding knowing that lives are actually being, like, changed by what I'm doing here and I'm very very grateful for all the love and support I receive from you guys consistently. Um Yeah today we're going to be talking about something I believe that is very important um, especially as Christians because at some point in time we might all have faced it and we've had to kind of navigate you know navigate it and move on Um, and I've found that It's a conversation that we don't have enough because some people have actually left you know, the faith because they were trying to process it or they and they never came came back from it. Um so today we're going to be speaking about, you know, unanswered prayers, um, you know, what to do when your prayers don't get answered, you know, dealing with the pain that comes with it, the apathy that comes with it as well, and how to learn to trust God even in the midst of unanswered um prayers. So I have with me one of my you guys, oh gosh, like Ah, uh, today's guest is one of my favorite people ever. Like, I think I should give you guys a small backstory into how I met her. So I met her through um, Skin Needs. So if you haven't listened to my episode with Demi, get to know because we spoke about Skin Needs um, and how much of a blessing, to be honest, it is. Um, so I met my guest through Skin Needs. We we're on the same team serving. Um, and she's just honestly amazing she always says that oh you know she doesn't speak christianese you know um which i anyway she wishes on today we would know at the end of this episode whether she speaks christianese or not um but she's very very authentic she is somebody who is able to break down um would i say like stuff about the faith using like personal experience and examples um and she's um not only a jesus baby she also works in pr and marketing she's actually a creative producer at one of the top beauty brands in the world she's the founder of narrative media a collective that focuses on black female creatives in the middle east and africa Um, and she also has a very interesting testimony, right? Um, like I said, and several experiences with God that makes her the perfect guest for today's episode. So please, without further ado, welcome, Nini.
1: Wow. (laughs) Oh my God, is that me? I mean, I don't know who you just described, but we bless God, um, very interesting when i hear my friends say all these things about me i'm like they say me <laughs> me um but i think it's always good to have people who see you around um even when you don't see yourself and yeah thank you so much for the kind words thank you for the beautiful intro i mean you know you know how i feel about you thank you so much for having me on this podcast i honestly i still can't believe you you got me on this podcast when I got the message I was like uh -uh, me but thank you so much for honestly just seeing me and for rooting for me and I'm very excited to get into today's topic Um, it's a it's a fun one I enjoy talking about it because even I haven't hacked it so I mean we'll all figure it out but
0: yeah I'm very excited thank you thanks Mo. Thank you, Nini, for coming on. Yes, you are that girl. Every time that maybe you are having a bad day, you can just come back and play that intro and be like, "Actually, ah, me I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually that girl, you know." So, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like Nini mentioned, you know, we have not hacked this whole, um, would I say prayers and unanswered prayers, people. We're just here to like I always say, encourage, you know, everyone listening um, as God is teaching us, you know, we're teaching you. Um, and yeah, so I think the first thing is that really a lot of people don't know that you are actually from a Muslim background, um, like you grew up, you know, in a Muslim family and everything mm-hmm. and you were Muslim for a huge part of your life. So can you tell us briefly about that and how you came to you know, Christ? How did you become Christian?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, there's no easy way to condense this story, but I sort of, I uh, sort of became a Christian out of, I don't know if it's yes, definitely out of desperation to hear the voice of God. Um, I was a Muslim for about 18 years, so I converted when I was 18, 19. I can't really remember anymore, but I. I converted because I was just like, you know what, this Arabic that I'm speaking, I don't understand. What I know that I need right now is God. I need to know that I'm not alone. I need to just at least communicate, speak a language that Christians say God understands. So I converted out of desperation. I wanted to communicate with God in a language that I understand, and I believe he also understands. Um, and that's I mean, that's the brief story. <laughs> I don't want to go into it because I don't think we have the time for that. But yeah, I I I mean, I was saying this to our mutual friend Dinobi. I was saying I I was searching for a deity that I could communicate with, you know, without having to do all these rituals and ablution, and I have to do this. I just wanted to sit and i needed god to and i needed to feel like god was right there with me understanding what i was saying and i was understanding what he was saying so yeah that's that's what pushed me to christianity
0: wow nini and you know i've listened to your testimony at length before and i actually um, i'm going to link um the full testimony um in would I say the description box of this episode because I I actually think everyone should should listen to it. You know, Nini shared her testimony on skin needs, um and it's so beautiful, you know, seeing how far God has brought you because, you know, you said that you had this deep deep desire and desperation to hear from you know that um you had a deep desire and desperation to hear from God and for him to hear you as well so like you wanted a relationship basically and it's so beautiful seeing how you know years later that is something that you have experienced that is something that everyone around you can testify to right Um, and so um, Nini's life is one that would I say just shows that Jesus is worth it he's worth everything he's worth taking the risk for um and I think you know one of the tactics that if you if you you know we think about like evangelism and all these things one of the tactics that are used to like win people of different faiths like into over into Christianity right is by like promising them this you know prosperity gospel of how you know when you come to Christ like Jesus is going to give you anything you want like you know that's literally a tactic that is used a lot like you know they promise you that Jesus will answer all your prayers you know you hear scriptures like Isaiah 65 that talks about how you know even before you've you've um asked or you've called upon him, he's answered you. You have scriptures like Matthew 7, 7, right? That talk about ask and you shall receive, you know, seek and you shall find. And so most people, would I say, become Christians, right? With this expectation of Jesus maybe being a yes man or being this, you know, genie or whatever. Um, And so my question to you, Nini, is on becoming a Christian, right? Did you have a similar expectation or did you hear this, would I say a prosperity message? And then at what point did you realize that, huh, oh, <laughs> it's not, this is not really, you know, this is not entirely the case.
1: Yeah, I definitely had for sure. Like I, um, I mean, I say I converted out of desperation, but of course there was a situation. So I had gone to, um, England for A-levels, everything was going well. And suddenly everything came crumbling and I found myself back in Lagos. Wow. Um, I was praying and, you know, wake up in the midnights, I will pray my rakats and my zakats and all the cats. And I was just like, I, I, I do not feel like I'm being heard. It feels like I'm just throwing things at a wall and... I, I was like, you know what? Okay, if I convert to Christianity, maybe I can speak English. God will understand, and then God, like, things will be better. Things, I, I, like, it just seems that it seemed like that was my only, um, my only result. Like, I just need to convert to Christianity. Once we're, we're speaking the same language, things are going to be better. My life is going to be better. Things will pick up, and you know, after. <laughs> After I converted, by the way, I didn't even come. <laughs> I went to church because I heard that. So my sister had converted at this point. And my sister used to tell me about, you know, this church that she was going to, which was just right behind our house. And we would hear like their Sunday Thanksgiving service from the house, the drums. It was mad. As a mad beats. These screaming. Guys were so it was actually
0: the, the the praise and worship that was <laughs> bro. I went
1: to that church to go and dance. I said me, me and live band. <laughs> no, I legit went to the church that I remember it was a Thanksgiving Sunday, and I was like, bro, let's go and rack it out. Like, let's actually go and dance. Um, and then they did altar call. <laughs> And I don't know who raised up my hand because clearly my sister had warned me, "Do not raise up your hand." They do this thing in church where they, oh, wow. they would tell yeah. people to raise up their hand and raise then they would bring hand you out. behind
0: after. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes. And so my sister won. She warned me not to raise up my hand. Last last, I guess the spirit of God raised up my hand. I just saw someone put paper in my hand. I was like, it couldn't be. <laughs> I was like, lol, it couldn't be me wow the one thing you said you
0: shouldn't do ended up happening honestly honestly god was ready for you
1: honestly because when that paper touched mine i was even about to rack it out to this woman that sorry you have the wrong person but (laughs) in fact it was only me um and you know i went and to the to the altar we did the altar call blah 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 and the only thing that I remember is I got back home that Sunday and I was like, okay, I guess I'm a Christian. Like I guess this is this is it. Because of course God had been tugging on my heart and I was, you know, thinking about converting. But that altar call and that decision, it wasn't necessarily me. It didn't come from me because I did not want to be out in stage in front of the old church. That I know for a fact. But anyways, I got home and I was like, well, I and I, it was when I go home that I made that decision by myself in my room.
0: Oh, and wow. I remember they gave
1: us like books for, for believers, and I was like, okay, you know what? I am a Christian. I now, um, um, I now, you know, walk as a Christian. Like this is what my life is right now. And I just remember yeah. having peace. I remember having peace because I didn't have to wake up in the midnight again to do ah. ablution wash my face wow. do rakat and zakat i literally remember just having peace like god i'm i've been freed from i mean now as a christian i know that it is works i know that that's what mm. it's called but at that point i was like i'm just free in fact christianity christianity felt like it felt like <laughs> soft life i was like i am free from all this waking up oh please thank mm-hmm. you jesus um and and that was it right of course as you know days and weeks went by I started to think okay now I can have everything that I want now things are going to get better now this is going Mm. to happen that is going to happen it didn't happen that way (laughs) um Mm. I had to you know get to know God I had to study the word I had to fellowship with people. I really threw myself into church. I'm a community person. So I was like, you know what, let's do yeah. it. Um, I started attending church on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Sunday, redeem. I started at a redeem church. Um, and then I moved on to this prominent church in Lagos. It's on the Island. I'm eating lucky. And that's when I was thrown into prosperity gospel. <laughs> As a new believer, prosperity uh, gospel that is a recipe for disaster because it, on is it, packed, it is packed with disappointments. I was thrown into prosperity gospel and I didn't know it because I was a new believer. All I knew was that when you do this, you do this, you know? Um, I remember this pastor used uh, this scripture. It doesn't come to mind now. Actually, I should have prepared for this, but it was um, the scripture. I think in James talking about praying amiss. Right? I can't remember. But I remember him breaking down that scripture and he was like, the reason why you don't have this and the reason why God doesn't answer your prayer is because you pray amiss. If you did this and you did that and you did that, you would get your results. And... I mean, I don't remember beating up myself that "Ah, I'm not, you know, praying properly. Actually, maybe I did. Now that I think about it, it was like, okay, now I have to do this. Now I have to use this scripture and use the book of Psalm and do this and prosperity gospel was honestly, like, I felt that was what real gospel was. And not to even throw down this church, because, you know, they really are doing the work of God in some areas. But but the church and the services and the Wednesday services was just packed with this, you have to do this and this and this to get these results. This is why you're not getting what you want, because you haven't done this. Um, Jesus, you know, And and I'll hear the pastor say quite often, Jesus wants his children to be successful. Jesus wants his children to be prosperous. He rejoices when we are prosperous. Do you think God is happy that you are like this? Do you think? And I would go back and think, God, I know you're not happy that I'm like this. I know. (laughs) But what can I do? What should I do? And I genuinely never thought. Why don't you look at God? Why don't you learn about God? All I just thought and all I was focused on was, what is the recipe? How can I mix Hebrews 2 and Colossians 5 to get what I want? Um, And yeah, I think it's, it's detrimental to one's faith, one's growth as a Christian. And I I guess that's the importance of what we're saying right now. Like the more we talk about it, the more people dig themselves out of it. It wasn't until I came to Dubai and I met one of our mutual friends, Angela, that I started to see the way Angela lived. I started to go to church with Angela. I started to just emulate her and like, she never focused on you know, I want this, I want that. She genuinely wanted to serve God. She wanted to know God. She wanted to be more like Christ. And that's why when I actually started to look back, like, oh my God, in Lagos, I was actually being fed a bucket of prosperity gospel, as in I was chugging prosperity gospel. That was when I truly started to dig into the word and know the character of God. Um and so yeah i I mean, when you when you sent this to me, I was like, I have masters on this topic because it's something that I actually lived, and by the grace of God, with the help of my friend, whom I love so very much, like I was able to I guess get to the other side of being a Christian who just genuinely wants to love God, wants to know God and and serve others.: Wow,
0: Nini. I mean, so so many things you said there, you know, from the fact that you initially went to the church just to really and truly enjoy the praise and worship. And then from then, you know, your, I guess, journey with God started. But then it wasn't until after you got back home, you know, you, I guess, read the tracts that they gave you you actually surrendered your life to Christ. And I believe the reason why you were able to, when you got to the church in Lagos, know that something maybe isn't right here is because you had received the real gospel. Do you understand? Like you actually responded, your heart responded to the true gospel. That moment when you were alone at home and you gave your life to Christ you were surrendering yourself to the real gospel of Jesus Christ that didn't have any prosperity message attached to it and like Nini mentioned you know the thing is when you actually the more you get to know God and you spend time with him you find out that the prosperity gospel is actually the opposite of what is actually in the bible because the Bible tells us, and there's this very popular verse that, you know, Jesus, Jesus saying that in this world you will have many, you know, troubles, right? But take heart because I have overcome the world. And so I think something that we often do is paint this picture to, you know, new believers that when you come to Christ, all your issues would be solved. Not a single one would remain and then when they now eventually come to Christ and they find that those issues still persist, they feel like, ah, this Christianity thing is a scam. Do you get Um, But one thing Nini said is very, very key. The difference that Christ makes in your life is that regardless of the issues that are going on around you, if you are able to fix your eyes on him, you would be okay. The situation might still be there. The situation might still be very turbulent, but he, he will give you this peace that is unexplainable, a peace that people around you would even ask you about, like, babes, you're not in school. Like, why you get why, like, why, why is your heart at rest? Like, why are you just chilling? Why are you not worried? But that is the difference that Christ makes. And so, you know, Nini, thank you for sharing sharing this because it's clear from your testimony that, truth is jesus listens it's kind of jesus listens to all all the prayers that we we raise he hears us whenever we speak he's not deaf you know he's not you know sometimes i was telling my friend that jesus you know isn't just filing his nails you know in heaven just drinking some he's doing money and petty petty. like he's not just there like just be like oh okay that's earth this is heaven like i'm cool like he actually listens to every single thing that we say. In fact, even our mm. thoughts, you know, there are some times that you, you don't even say a prayer out loud. Like you maybe just say something in your heart, like, oh God, I really wished this thing happened. I really wished, you know, this, I don't know. Um, I really wish like we closed work early today or something. And then you see it happen, and you're like, ah, Jesus, I didn't even have to say this thing out loud and you did it, you know? So he listens to our prayers, he listens to our thoughts, but his response isn't always, yes it isn't always going to be a yes and that's something that we need to know as Christians sometimes his response is no sometimes it is not now not now you know not now you know sometimes I think it's even that not now one that we refuse to believe can happen because we've painted God as this you know black and white God his response is either yes his response is either no but God can actually tell you my darling wait because Mm -hmm. if god were to give you something that yes it was a valid request and everything but he knew that you weren't ready for it right that blessing quote-unquote would have been a curse you know so it's even very interesting that nini you shared you know this um um formula that you heard um because i remember in 2019 as well i had like an experience where I had like a genuine health concern, so I knew I wasn't praying amiss miss because I'm like, ah, this is my health I'm talking about here. You <laughs> get like, so I was like, okay, praying amiss, miss, check. I'm not praying amiss, miss, you know. Um, and I prayed about it, you know, just here and there. Like I wasn't really consistent or whatever. Um, and there was no like permanent change, right? And so the first thing that actually even came to my mind was. The first thing that came to my mind was that, ah, there's a spirit that is blocking the answer to this prayer. You know, that was the first thing that came to my mind, like whatever spirit that's blocking the answer to this prayer, it's me and you that will rack it out. Because growing up, (laughs) right, I heard a lot of, you know, the story of Daniel and the prince of, you know, Persia. And... For me, in that moment, I was like, "Wow!" So I'm praying a prayer, and then there's a prince of pleasure blocking it. Cool, no problem. So for those who maybe are confused, right? Just a very, very quick, um, I guess, would I say, explanation. So if you look, at, if you go to Daniel eleven, it talks about how Daniel prayed for like understanding, um, and from the first day of Daniel's prayer, God had already answered him. You know, but there was a spirit. What we we'll call, would I say, spirit? Yeah. Um blocking the answer to that prayer for 21 days, right? Until the angel um Michael had to had to fight against him. So I automatically just used to attribute unanswered prayers to diabolical spirits. That was my thing. I was like, every time a prayer has not been answered, I don't know your name, I don't even care about whether you're the prince of king or chairman of this world or kingdom. I would rebuke you. So that was me. But then, as I obviously like grew, in my work with work with God, spent time, you know, with Him, and even learnt, like Nini said, the character of God, learning to understand the type of God He is, I realised that there was so much more to it. And so, if if you even go back to this um, story of Daniel, right, we see that at the end of Daniel's fast that was when the answer to his prayer came. And so the first thing I realized was, okay, could it be that there are actually some situations that they wouldn't change simply by praying? So that's another thing. Sometimes God might be requiring more of you. So maybe you need to go into a fast. And this will obviously be done with like caution, right? And direction from the Holy Spirit. It's not every prayer like, like I'm saying, you know, that once you don't see the answer, you're now going to start fasting on it because there might actually be no need for that. But I realized that with my health concern, God had placed it in my heart that you need to, this thing that you're praying, you know, against, you need to be ready to, you know, fast when I when I ask you to when I lead you into a fast concerning this thing you need to be willing to do so and then the other angle as well is this Daniel story talks about persistence in the place of prayer because if you if you if you recall it was at the end of the 21 days that the answer came so could it be that there are some situations as well where you have to keep praying you have to keep at it and so God showed me that, okay, Moyo, with this issue in your life, it is too serious for you just to pray about it whenever you feel like it. It's too serious for you to just do this, you know, 30 seconds. Oh, God, please. You know, like, there are some times that's literally all we can say, if I'm being honest. God, I beg, like, Jesus, please. There are some times when the situation... <laughs> it's holding you from every side and that's really all you can say but during that period can't lie I was a bit like you know lazy and complacent about it and so through that situation I started seeing like other areas that okay God isn't being wicked to me you know healing in this area will come I have to be not only willing to pray, but pray and fast. I have to be more persistent in my prayers, right? Um, and by God's grace, he healed me completely um, from, from that whole whole um, illness. Hallelujah. And so I share this, you know, story to say that, just like Nini has mentioned, there are actually layers to these things. You know, it's not a linear, you know, um, this thing, linear, would I say, um, road or linear topic, because not every situation is the same. And another thing is, sometimes, even after you, you know, look back at the situation and assess it, you still don't know, because on paper, like Nini has mentioned, you've done everything. You've applied the Matthew mode of prayer, the Hebrew one, the James one, and it just still seems like, you know, would I say... there there was no change so Nini aside from like or rather have you had any similar experience where God showed you that okay Nini the answer to this prayer is coming but you need would I say more reinforcement you know and are there any other revelations that he's given you or any personal experiences that you've had where God has actually shown you that um or rather has shown you the reasons why maybe some of the prayers were answered with you know not now, or maybe no altogether, or why they weren't even, you know, generally being answered? Yeah, definitely. I think
1: we've all had those moments. Um, I think something that, because my journey has, I guess, my entire adult's life, my journey started with one thing, right? I was in uni, or I just you know, completed A-levels, and then I found myself back in Lagos. And so, and that's when I also converted. And so I feel like my entire adult life, the most I can remember started from that from that point. And I remember one time my friend, well, not my friend, some, some guy who I guess is in the prophetic, amen, <laughs> he had given amen. me this... Um, <laughs> Yeah. And I, you know, I was desperate at that time. I was desperate to hear from God. I was desperate to get a word. Like, what am I doing here? For sure. This can't be all. Like I know me, momo are talented, you know, there's so much God can do with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my friend had, you know, I guess he, he saw a vision. I don't even know whether he dreamt. Anyways, he was like, Nini, um, I like you're going to go back to uni and you're going to be I saw you in a class with, you know, non black people, and this is what is going to happen. And so I had that word and I held on to that word. But I think even months after that, you know, I applied to go to Canada these people held my passport, okay, no, they didn't hold my passport, they just, you know, it came back months and months later, and they had um, denied me entry, and I was like, but this is what this person is saying, they heard God said, but it was still, I mean, that felt like a no, a massive no, like, no, not now, not now, not now, Um, obviously, it eventually happened, but that wasn't easy, it was, it took a lot of work, like really trusting God. I think the reason why it was easy for me to trust God was because I knew that I did not have any other way to go. You know, when you about people say, ah, oh, I can't remember, me, money, okay, me. Or something like that. Like I don't have anywhere else to go but you. Yeah. And so I think that's why it was easy for me because I had converted out of desperation. So I knew that ah, hmm. there's nowhere else that I'm going. Like this is where we go and die here. We pin. Die here, yeah. And so I I just held on to that word, and I just refused to believe that God was wicked. Like God will show hmm. me a of what He has for me and just. You know, never make it happen. I refuse to believe that. I Mm -hmm. prayed. I fought as in warfare. You know, I come from a very interesting family and bloodline. And so all sorts of covenants have gotten mixed with my destiny. And so I think that moment, looking back now, that season, was really for me to take charge and fight and prepare myself, prepare my heart. Of course, I wasn't fighting like actually earlier in my um, faith, I thought I was fighting with the with the forces of darkness. But then
0: I think it was, all been there. It was
1: later that I dipped that no, please, which part? My who am I? <laughs> like it's actually Jesus that has business with them. And so, upon you know learning that, I realized that. I'm actually not fighting these people. My own is to be closer to Jesus. My own is to commune with Jesus. My own is to trust and have faith. Mm. And then God will do what God wants to do, which he has already done. The battle has been won, as in he has defeated everything. The Colossians said that they know they have accepted. There's nothing they can do about it. And so I think that entire season was really for me to just build my faith for whatever it is that is going to happen in the future. And even after that time, even after my testimony, and I was able to, you know, receive breakthrough, more has happened. But I think that moment, that season helped, it really prepared me for the other things that I faced here in Dubai and even in my career. Um, My God, there was something I wanted to say that I, I've forgotten. Hopefully it comes back to me. But I really think that, Um, Oh, yes. And even after, you know, the breakthrough came and I went to uni eventually and I was indeed in a class with non-Black people, which meant that I was in, you know, in another country. I went abroad. I eventually left the school. (laughs) God, like God literally decided, or he knew that that was not all he had for me. He knew that that was not my path. And so the thing that I was crying and yearning for God had foreseen that that's not even where you're ending up. Like that is just a means. That is not the end. That's not what's going to get you to, you know, who I want you to. That's not what's going to get you to become who I want you to be. And so it's just funny how God works. Like the thing you're crying and you're yearning and you're pleading for, you're fighting. That might not even be the thing. That is your main breakthrough, or is your actual breakthrough? And so, looking back, looking at the 19, 20 year old me, really thinking that this no, these forces, they really have me. Like, I need to fight. I I can't sleep. I can't do this. I need to pray. I need to fast. It was, I mean, it wasn't a waste of time, no, but what I really needed in that time was to trust God, was to just keep thinking and keep looking at who God says he is right in the bible you will see that god as in god is not love because he loves you and i god has been love from the beginning of time he had jesus and the holy spirit and so he's been in a loving relationship and so what do, what does that say about god and what does that say about the word that he's given me right and yeah so i think in, in that moment, um, oh I can't lie, it was tough, it was hard, it was difficult seeing all my friends, you know, do this and graduate and be this person, and I'm still here like God, will who oh, oh, go help, oh, please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've it's definitely so hard. no, it was it was pretty difficult, but I'm very happy that that happened because it prepared me. Mm -hmm. You know when you've done something difficult and then you come across the next difficult thing, you're like, ah, if I did that one, this one is light. It can't be (laughs) that hard, come on. And so I think that I was very young at that time. I was a new convert and I was going through, I think, you know, the toughest period. I mean, I'm just 25, so I can't say the toughest period of my life, but... I, that that was a very, very, very turbulent, incredibly challenging time. And I think God was using it to prepare me for something. God needed me to dip in my roots so that come ring, come shine. I, I see where I came from. I see who is right there with me. And I'm like, rah, this one is nothing. We'll dust it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Nini. Thank you, honestly, for being so vulnerable and for just like, would I say, actually getting into, you know, the thick of your experiences, because I believe, you know, a lot of people listening to you right now can relate to some of the things that you're sharing. And, you know, some people might even find themselves in this exact position, you know, and they're really struggling to, you know, trust God again and believe God again. And so from hearing you speak, I think what I'm just getting or what i'm learning is perhaps sometimes when we don't get the answer that we're expecting from god to our prayers rather than trying to pinpoint you know where we could have possibly gone wrong which is valid you guess because sometimes like you know maybe there's faith that you need maybe there was doubt in your in your heart and all these things right um Because the Bible says that a double-minded man, you know, won't get anything from God. So if you are praying and you are doubting, it's like, obviously, you know, in that situation, you know, the prayers might not, you know, be answered in the way that you expect. But aside from trying to pinpoint where we've missed it, I think we should instead put that energy into trusting the nature and character of god right because at the end of the day it all goes back to what we believe about god you know um and i think that even hearing hearing your testimony about how you know you finally received what you really really wanted and when you got it you found out that you like there was so much more do you understand? There, there was so much more to, to your life than that it could also it also shows how sometimes god doesn't withhold it it shows that god doesn't actually withhold anything that is good for us from us if he knows that something is good for you if he knows that an experience you know is is for your own good is for your own you know betterment your own character development he would never withhold that experience from you or that thing from you but he's just making sure that your heart is in the right place to receive it right and yeah. i think one thing as well is knowing that there's something that i i always you know tell myself is that as a christian we live life forward but we understand it backwards and so what, what, what that basically means is it isn't until you look back at certain things that have happened in your life that you will now understand why they had to play out that way. In the moment when that prayer isn't answered the way that you envisioned, it could seem as though God hates you. God is unfair. He doesn't love you. He doesn't listen. But would I encourage you to give God time give God time actually give God time because like Mimi mentioned this was her teenage years when she was going through these things I'm sure she never thought that she would ever come out of it but this is many years later and it is this testimony that has brought her on this episode today so give God time trust his heart towards you you know trust that he's you know I heard a pastor say this trust that God is the good father not a good father he's the good father um and yeah and so my final question Nini is you know someone listening to this you know what will you say to someone who's currently listening to this right and you know it just feels like you know their prayers are hitting the roof and falling back on their faces you know they've prayed, they're praying about something, and it just literally seems like God is silent. It feels like God is tone deaf. It feels like their prayers aren't leaving the four corners of their room, and they're on the verge of giving up. If you could encourage this person briefly, you know, before we we close, what would you say?
1: I mean, I think you've said it all. Um, A few years ago, I I heard Mazino say this thing that I've, held she said god does not put a desire in your heart that is not going to fulfill that's what wicked people do and from what we all know god is not wicked he's not wicked and so i think what i would say to whoever is going through that is honestly god will make it happen like there is not a single desire that I've had concerning my life and my future that God hasn't confirmed or God hasn't made happen. I, I, because he made us right. He knows us. And so when I say, oh, I'm a creative and I would like to do this, I would like to do that. You know, this is what I think I can do. God always uses that passion he always makes it happen, not the way I want it to happen. But then when, you know, the prayer gets answered eventually, I'm like, okay, he knew what he was doing then because this is even better. Um, Something that I always, uh, that I also appreciate about God is, I think, Moyo, it was you and I that were speaking about this, maybe not, but um, in the parables of the talents, the Bible says, he gave each according to their own. And so, Whether it's your talent, you know, whether you're praying about going to uni, whether you're praying about this job, whether you're praying about this position, whether it's about a spouse, whatever it is that is within you that that wants that thing that God has placed in you, he's going to use it. He's going to use it because he's not just depositing it in you so that it can rot and die. As long as you seek him and you always go back to him, and you, I, I really believe that if you don't have a a, a friendship or a relationship with God, then there is no way for you to discern how to utilize the gifts He's giving you, right? And so when you have these desires and when you you're praying for these things and you know whether it's it's tuition whether it's money for a business i really believe that if it is deeply rooted in in um in i guess your like if if the 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 reason for this thing is to i guess bless god and serve people then it is going to be fulfilled in one way or the other Maybe not in the way that you, you know, want it, but it's going to happen. And I'm sorry I don't have any deep thing to say about that. That's really what I know and what I believe and what has worked for me. I've seen God, you know, my friends have given me testimonies of, oh, God is raising you up in this industry. And I look at my current position, I'm like, me, even where where I work currently, My sister would always say, oh, I saw it for you. Like I knew eventually like that was something that was going to happen, but I never saw it in myself, but God did. And he made it happen. And with narrative that I currently do, that's that's a desire I always had because I always felt very connected to Black female creatives because that's my reality. And with the way it's taken off and, you know, the way people receive it, I've done none of it. I've done nothing. All I do is write emails. God does the rest. And so I don't believe that God hears you you know, crying and asking for these things. And he's just like, no, no, no. I think that it is not now or no in another way. I really believe that with our prayers and the things we, we ask for God, if it's not the exact thing God gives us, he formulates it. It goes through different stages. God like, I feel like he's pulling it apart and he's taking, um, oh, what is this term? I can't remember. It's like, I think well, I'll use the word carving. He's just carving it into be, you know, a thing that that matches who you are, that matches who is made you to be. So I really just believe that and I, I guess I want to encourage people that if you're praying for something and you feel like God is not answering your prayers. It's not because you are praying amiss. It's not because you are not fasting a lot. It's not because you didn't, um, I don't know. It's not because you weren't nice to your sister. It's not because you didn't do one thing or the other. I really believe that God is formulating. I'm sorry about that. Um, I really believe that God is just changing the look of these things that we ask for and he's really just going to bless us in his own way and i think that's the best way to receive blessings in god's way because i don't want to guarantee blessing that will hurt me eventually i also believe um when people say when we pray for something and god isn't giving it to us now it's because we're not in like this present self is not ready for that thing. I believe in processes. I believe that you have to be pruned and you have to, you know, you have to grow, you have to change, you have to learn to be ready for whatever it is that you are praying for, whatever it is that you want God to trust you with. We all carry a seed, right? And all these different things that we do, whether it is, you know, working, being a creative, being a lawyer, being a a dancer, being an artist. I believe that those things feed the seed, right? They're also seeds, but they they ultimately feed who we are. They ultimately feed who God has destined us to be. And so, I, I I think that you need to learn and be better at your things. And it's easy for me to say this, sitting you know where I am. I've been in positions where. I didn't. I was worried about my rent being paid. And if somebody had told me this, I'd be like, can you actually get out because you're a clown? And I don't understand what you're saying. But I really believe that God is not wicked, one. I really believe that whatever it is that I'm praying or whatever fear I have, whether it is being evicted or being thrown out of an apartment, God is not blind to that. And so even if that day comes and I don't have my rent, I know that I know, more. this happened to me. <laughs> This happened to me when, I can't remember, on October 31st, and it was Independence Day. not 31st, October 1st. It was Independence Day in Nigeria. It was a weekend here in Dubai. My dad had sent my rent, but I hadn't gotten it um, in Dubai. And and they asked us to leave there and there. They literally asked, to pack, like, get out. Get out. And I remember I went back to tell... My sister, and we started packing with absolutely no where to go. I did not like, we didn't have any plan. My friend Angela had left Dubai, so I didn't know what to do. Me, that I'm always forming, oh, I have the solution, you know, when you do this, I had, I didn't know what to do. And in that moment, I did think, wow, God didn't answer this prayer, like, there's nothing cute about this situation. I am here. I've been asked to leave and I do not have any money. <laughs> God did not answer. Like, that is what this is. Clearly, God didn't answer this prayer. And I remember calling, or maybe one of my friends called in that moment, or maybe I called him. He had left Dubai. So he traveled to um, Turkey and he was living in a villa so what you call villas in dubai is like a house you know how we have houses in lagos that's what we recall house but in dubai they call it a villa he was living in a villa it was a three bedroom villa it was unoccupied because obviously he's out of the country and in that moment he was like yeah you guys go and stay at my place and we were at his place for i think maybe five months because he got stuck in turkey it was during the pandemic or something i can't remember But he wasn't able to come back to Dubai. And we stayed there for five plus months. Didn't pay any rents. Didn't pay bills because it was automated. And so he was like, no, it's okay. Like, don't even worry about it. Of course, at this point, we had gotten the rent. We had, like, literally nothing. Didn't pay for anything. Till tomorrow, I still can't believe how God made that happen. And so, just a few... (laughs) minutes ago a few minutes before the call i was thinking god clearly didn't answer this prayer and this is what a wicked person Mm. does and then god made a way right there and there for the next five months talk about provision honestly and so yes it was it was in october right i said i brought in the new year in that in that villa i remember very vividly so that's october november december say jan we left Yeah, five months. And so if you're praying for something and it's not happening, I promise you, like, I know that I know that I know that God is not just sitting there and saying, ah, don't worry, you'll be embarrassed, you'll be put to shame, but don't worry, you will bounce back. (laughs) I promise you, like, no. And I think since that moment, since that testimony and every other testimony preceding that, I always said something, like, "God, God will not put me to shame. Anybody else can put me to shame, but I know in this life, God will not put me to shame. I might go through, you know, some shameful situations, shameful experiences, in my opinion, but I know that there is no way God will put me to shame. And I guess that's just what I want to leave this person with. And I want to encourage them with, like, I promise you, God will not shame you. And I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if it's for rent, if it's, you know, um, provision, if it's, you know, for food, for your career, for a job, even for friends. If you're praying for friends, like I promise you, God will not shame you. God does. God will not embarrass you. Like God is not out here in these streets, trying to, looking for ways to, you know, teach you a lesson by small embarrassment. That's not what's happening. And breakthrough is always going to come. Like this situation is is not going to be here forever. Breakthrough is always going to be there. God will always make a way. God will always provide. God will always be good. And that's that's pretty much it, man. I don't I don't have much to say. I feel like I'm going to start sounding like a broken record.
0: Mini? Minnie, you are <laughs> honestly <laughs> wow wow like I have no words you guys I don't even have any I don't have anything to say literally I I think I'm just going to just cap the conversation there like Nini has said believe the best about God believe the best about God and it's hard to do so like she said if you don't have a relationship with him so I would just encourage everyone listening to pursue a relationship with God because he's the one that helps you he's the one that gives you perspective he's the one that helps you you know to keep going on days when you just want to give up on everything he's the one that holds your hand through high and low seasons. He's the one. He's the only one that can really help us in our times of need. Um. So, yeah, Facts, all facts. No lies told. Nini, honestly, no lies told. Facts, no penta. Come but, on. But um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on this Thank podcast you. today. This has been such a wholesome conversation, and Thank you. I, I really, I know. I know that this this episode is going to help a lot of people um not only so. just make like not only to give them comfort on what they're currently going through but people who have maybe been holding a grudge against God for something that happened you know in the past um I believe that just like you've done as they look look back um at the years that have you know followed maybe that prayer that wasn't answered they would begin to see how god was actually working everything together for their good amen um thank you so much once again thank you Uh, hope you have an amazing week thank Um, you make sure you guys like share (laughs) yeah um share with everyone that you know you know needs this Um, and see you in the next episode bye bye thank you so much